0: Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, parents. Today's episode was recorded on Clubhouse. What is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is a free audio social media app. I host rooms, Every single week on Clubhouse and each room has a different parenting topic. So, if you'd like to join the conversation next time, please download the app and find me at social media Clubhouse handle Impactful Parent. Come join our conversation, sit and listen to the audience or raise your hand and become a part of the show. Until then, I hope you enjoy this special episode.
1: Wanna welcome everybody to the room. We are doing our thing. You already know, we always talk about parenting around this time. It is the impactful parenting hour. Uh, Christina, myself and Dolly will be here to uh, uh, make sure we run this room. Now, today's topic is my child came out. Now what? And I'm excited for this topic as always, but I'm genuinely excited for this because Christina, myself and Dolly, who will be with us shortly. We all have experience with this, right? And a lot of times it can be difficult. You know, we we're, we're, maybe we're not ready. Maybe we weren't prepared. Maybe we didn't, you know, we thought one way and now we got to think another one. You know, we got to come up with our own, we got to reframe our own narrative. So it's going to be a great a discussion right now. My name is Rodrigo Bravo. I am a co-parenting coach and consultant. I'm also a certified meat eater here in the state of Texas. I'm also a proud LGBTQ parent. My son Rodrigo is an all-around badass and I love my son he does all kinds of dope shit I'm really happy to always talk about him because he is more than just a gay man he is a dope individual himself a performer a student right now about to graduate from college all kinds of good stuff so I'm super proud of him uh, but definitely you know his relationship with me uh, in regards to this right it's 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 been a journey and I'm very thankful for it though With that said, I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic off to Dolly so she can introduce herself, tell us briefly her relation to the room and then she can hand it off to Christina.
2: Thank you, Rodrigo. Hello, everybody. My name is Dolly Rivera and I'm in the state of Maryland. Um, I'm a parenting coach and my
1: specialty is
2: bullying awareness and prevention education for the parents. Um, And my relation to this room is that both my children identify as bi. And so, yeah, this is a topic that I really care deeply about. I'm constantly learning from others because not everybody's um, there's not one experience that's that's the same, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. And that's about it. I'll hand it over now to Christina.
0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. My child came out. Now what? And I feel like that's one of the more critical times, uh, for your child and you. And it's some of the most confusing and emotional. And I just thought, yes, this is when parents need a lot of support. I need to write something about this. My child has come out to me as being trans. So I have a trans son. And we're gonna start off by talking about when you find out that conversation, some of the things that if you are, I like to say lucky enough, because I, (laughs) I was uh, blindsided. Um, But if you're lucky enough to kind of have seen this coming and you're waiting and you kind of know that it's anticipating, then you have an advantage of being able to possibly prepare for this conversation. I wanted to start off with that. And then we're going to move on to the second half hour to talk about what next what are we gonna do now and there's um i have a whole series of different tips for both and then then i'm gonna lead it over to our moderators to add even more rich content so i'm so happy that you're here today uh when you find out conversation okay so maybe you'll get a text message (laughs) Maybe you'll get an email, but hopefully you're going to have an in-person conversation with your child about, uh, about this. And however that message comes, remember that your child is being brave and vulnerable when they deliver this news to you. Your child might even be scared. So how you react is so important. Your reaction will mean a lot to your child. You can feel your child full of love and support during this conversation and lift them up or you're going to leave them scared, feeling ostracized, questioning things, anxious, and disappointed. And yeah, it's that important of a conversation. In fact, your reaction will set a precedent for how they're going to expect many others to react to their news also. So these and so many other reasons are why nailing this first conversation can be a huge win for you as a parent. And that's why I wanted to start off with that today. Um, And I'm gonna lead it off quickly before I get into some of my main tidbit points, just some personal story about this from all three of us. Um, I'll start with myself. This coming out What it for me took me by surprise, and so I just want you to know that not all of us are getting this advantage of being prepared. I was completely taken off guard, and yet I knew the minute that my son was speaking these words, I knew as a parenting coach that I needed to step up my game now. A lot of parents don't have that advantage, right, of knowing the, how important this conversation is. But I'm telling you, if you think that your child might be coming out, or even if you don't even think that, but it might happen in the future, because who knows? Maybe you have small children. I want you to know that. And so you want to come at it with full support. I tried so hard not to show all the shock in my face. <laughs> and like. And all the million questions did not spew out of my mouth initially. It's really important that I was like, okay, pull your shit together, Christina, and just listen to this kid and let them pour out to you first. And so that's kind of what I did in this initial conversation. And of course, I'm going to go into some more tips about things that you could say. But I want to lead it over to Rodrigo who had a completely different experience when maybe his son came out. Can you tell us a little bit about that Rodrigo? Uh
1: I think I think when and you and I had a conversation one time Christina and it really put into perspective how different our experiences were when it came to this uh, uh this moment, this coming out moment. Um I was prepared. I was certainly prepared. I um, I've shared with folks uh, before that I I I knew I knew I knew my son was you know uh, was gay from from a from very early on. Uh, maybe I was being presumptuous. Maybe I was assuming things, but I just knew, and I I was able to prepare myself. It was it was definitely not a shock for me at all. And so it's really important that, you know, when we that when we're talking about that and that we're putting, you know, that, that kind of emphasis on that, that we understand that everybody's experience is different, that when we are sharing these stories, some people had it easy as far as parents. OK, let me just make sure make that kind of statement. As far as parents, it, it was very easy for me. Uh, I know for other parents, it wasn't that easy. And uh, and it's never an easy thing for our children when they are coming out, regardless of how comfortable they may think they are. Or we may think we may make the environment because when my son came out to me, uh, it, it was still a very big thing for him. Uh, we We were outside of his mom's house. It was one weekend that I was going to pick him up on a Friday evening. And he told me, he says, "I got something to tell you, and I don't know how you're gonna react, and hopefully you'll still love me." And 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 my my son went to a long spiel. I mean, just just like apologizing, you know. And and again, you know, he's coming to his own with his identity, so he he didn't even know have the right words at the time. And and I knew I knew what he was about to tell me, but I didn't cut him off. I didn't do anything, you know, to, to say like, ah, it's no big deal. No, I, I, you know, it's his moment. And then he finally said, Hey, I'm, I'm gay. And, uh, And he started crying and I said, Hey man, I don't, I don't care, man. I love you. You know, I love you. You know, and I gave him a hug and he started crying even harder. And, you know, we had, we hugged it out. And he just kind of looked at me like, I hope, you know, I hope you're okay with that and this and that. And I told him, man, I don't care, man. That's just, you know, that's totally fine with me. You know, you could have, it doesn't matter what you say. I'm always going to love you. I'm always going to support you. And, and so for me, it definitely was years in preparation, years in the making to come to that particular moment and, and really kind of waiting for, for him to kind of get into his, I guess I would say owning, owning that, you know what I'm saying? In the sense that my son had a very tough upbringing with his own identity. So I needed him to kind of own it first before he could like really, you know, we could both kind of walk together on that journey. So just to kind of emphasize that point, you're absolutely right, Christina. I was very prepared. I pretty much knew what was going to happen. And, you know, I I, I accepted it, I guess. I, I, I guess my journey of becoming a LGBTQ I parent, Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, it was fairly easy. I know a lot of people give me props. They say, oh, man, you're such a good dad and you support your son and blah, blah, blah. But I really did have it easy. I kind of knew from the get-go and I kind of came to terms with that stuff, you know, because I too grew up in a Latino household with a very machista father and with a very conservative values or whatnot. But I had tons of time to prepare myself. And so, working through all that and kind of adjusting myself and so forth, I'm not gonna lie; it was really easy for me. I know for my son, it was still difficult, and I respect that. And I, you know, and I, I really elevate him because he he went through some, you know, hard times trying to identify himself, or, or I'm sorry, trying to work with his identity and who he was and whatnot, and coming to that acceptance. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, he, you know, it it was a foregone conclusion that it was gonna be something easy for me. So uh, that that's, my, my I guess, my my story when it comes to my son uh, coming out to me and me officially, quote unquote, becoming an LGBTQI parent. Thank you, Rodrigo.
0: I think it's important for people to hear our different kinds of stories. And Dolly, how did that go, conversation go for you? And then we'll get into some real tips about what
2: pe- parents should sh- say during those moments if they can prepare. So um, my kids were, um, I think sixth grade, yeah, I'm pretty sure sixth or seventh, and they're 15 months apart. So the oldest one, um, she was the first one who, she came to me and she was like, hey mom, do you um, look at women's bodies like maybe in a not appropriate way? And I was like, I don't know if it's inappropriate, but like I'll look at JLo's butt or like, you know, cause I'm like, I wish I had a butt like that. you know. I admire the human body and I look at both men and women um but she's like, oh so that is not normal and I said I think so you know I think a lot of people will not admit it um and I think that a lot of people look at other people like in a non-sexual way but appreciate the body and she's like, oh and I said why is that what you're doing because it's normal and she was like, yeah but I think it's a little more and I said, okay well um you know it's okay and don't ever feel ashamed of it because it it's you know that's what happens with some people, and some people have no interest whatsoever. So she kind of waited uh, like the next day, and she's like, "Mom, I got to tell you something." She was nervous, and uh, and I really didn't. Um, before she asked me about like, "Do you see other women's bodies?" I didn't expect her to not be heterosexual just because she never showed any signs or had any discussions or anything like that. Um, but we had discussions in the past uh about lgbtq plus community members and how i I remember telling them along with my husband like hey if you ever tell me that you are bi or that you want to transition to a man or you know when you get older or whatever um you know don't ever be afraid of telling us because you are the only one who knows who you truly are will be it's not up to anybody else and um i give them because you know i'm bullying specialist so i pull out the data about how horrible you know, LGBTQ plus um, community members are treated just because of who they are. And so the next day she just came back and she's like, hey mom, um, she's, and I could tell she was nervous. And she's like, you know, I, I'm bi, I think I'm bi. And I said, well, do you think, or do you, do you know? Cause it's okay if you know. And she said, no, I'm pretty sure that I'm bi. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. You no, know, you know, same standards for anybody you date. They got to treat you right, you know, make sure that you don't end up in a toxic relationship. And I just treated it just like a matter of fact kind of thing. But I didn't really see that coming um, because I thought maybe she was just exploring, you know, like what where she stood on this on the sexuality spectrum, like, you know, to to be sure. Um, And it was just like that. It was just like, okay, cool. And, um, and my husband was there and he was like, yeah, baby. He's like, I don't care. You know, um, and he hugged her and he's like, Hey kiddo, you know, we're always going to be here for you. So that was that. And I could see that she felt good about it. Now my other child, the younger one, again, like, you know, they're 15 months apart, (laughs) this was when Nadia was, I believe it was seventh grade. And then Jess, she was in sixth grade. So, you know, um, she was nervous and she had questions and I kind of, kind of knew that she was exploring because she started, you know, like um, dressing a little different, that indicated like she was kind of leaning to a certain look and um, she was very nervous and she's like, mom, dad, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm bi, I like a girl. And I said, okay. And by then I already knew that um, actually, I knew that she kind of liked a girl because she referenced it. And I wasn't sure, though, if she actually liked her, like, romantically or just had a admiration for her. And um, she kind of had, like, this sense of, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. But, like, I could really see it, like, this heaviness came off of her. And I thought, why? Why? Because I, have I made you feel, like you can't tell me. So it was like the parent blame. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? And my husband too, he's like, why, why didn't you want to tell us? And she said, well, because I've seen that some of my friends, their parents say, Hey, I'll support you no matter what. But then when they will come out, their parents will kick them out or shame them or tell them, you know, you need to go to church and rectify this, or I'm going to send you to like some kind of reformation camp or whatever. And that's, that's scary. So she said, I I knew deep down that you'd love me, but I don't know, that just that little that little fear, the little bit of fear, made me wonder. And I thought, okay, well that's fair. And you know, we had just a sincere talk with with her again and said, Hey, we love you. Same thing, standards, you know, like make sure that you know you just are careful with who you date. And and then I had a talk with both of them with my husband, of course, um, about safety, because um, we had heard that some other friends had been attacked for just simply like holding hands with their girlfriend, um, the same-sex couple, and that was a real concern for us at the time. I mean, it always is, but since that had just happened, and that's a constant conversation that we, we have even now, because... We now live in a more conservative area where they hear very homophobic, terrible, terrible stuff on the bus at school. Um, so, I think that both my husband and I did a pretty good job, just reassuring them that hey, it doesn't matter. We we still love you no matter what. Um, but yeah, I it was. It's funny because cause, you know, I hadn't not thought about you know how how I took it. Like, was it was I shocked or? You know, did I, did I see it coming until you just mentioned that earlier? I was like, okay, with Nadia, I totally didn't see it coming. But just, just a little bit, but not really. So yeah, that's my story. And I'll
0: elaborate a little bit more on mine. So with my child, uh, I knew that they were going through something um, and they were struggling with their mental health. I was already in the middle of a battle of just trying to keep this kid alive and it was um we had i had already knew that my child was very lgbtq friendly and like uh, an ally to that community but it didn't occur to me that this child was identifying with that community. To me for what happened in my situation, I my child is just a very kind person and is always about equal rights to everybody no matter of race, sex or sexual orientation, gender whatever. And so to me I was just like, yeah, my child's amazing and and not prejudiced and you know, it's just equal to everybody. I love that. Um and what I thought that my child was suffering from was some severe perfectionism, uh, which there is some severe picture of perfectionism there, but I really believed that that was the only matter happening. We were going through this phase of um, of really struggling with even missing any kind of problem in school, like not getting anything less than like a 97% on any kind of a uh, assignment. And I didn't realize there was another layer of this happening at the same time. And so when my child came out, it was just, I was completely blindsided. I'm not going to lie about it. Um, and looking back, I think, okay, sure. My, um, my the dead name for my child uh, is Carly. And so um, in my brain, you'll have, I, I apologize for this and I know uh, Cody would not be very happy with me probably, but uh, today his name is Cody and when I, in my mind, in my brain, I have a, a, you know, I what I speak of of Carly, it's before the transition, and then I speak of Cody after. I am very aware that it was Cody all along, um, but just for purposes of understanding um, the moment in time I'm talking about, um, for for me when my when my Carly was having so much difficulty, it just it just didn't occur to me, and I was. I was, I was just, I was just shocked and I had no idea. And I don't know how to explain to explain that I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but I want to give you some tips on what you can say in that specific conversation that's gonna make huge differences. Now, if you've already had this conversation with your child, I do want to say, don't worry. Is it that important? Yes. But if you've already had it, and maybe you probably messed up in that, okay, there is still time to recover. It is absolutely fine to apologize to your child it's what it's going to take is that you're going to need to be vulnerable enough to say i'm sorry i didn't um i wasn't quite ready for all that information you're going to have to be really vulnerable about your feelings and how you just messed up and how you just want to start again if you can do that kind of really sincere apology uh because maybe you completely bungle this whole <laughs> first conversation you can still recover from it. So please take these new pieces of advice and start using them moving forward. And so guys, here's what I have for my first piece of advice, and I'm gonna lead it over to my moderators to add on, is first of all, thank your child for telling you, and then tell them that you love them. They are being so brave. It is really important that you tell them Thank you for being vulnerable enough and trusting you enough to to tell you this information. Then to to say things like, I'm glad you're stepping into you and being more of your authentic self because that's what this is all about. That's exactly what this conversation is trying, the result is, that's what they're trying to do. Be their authentic self, live the life that they, they want to live. So be glad that they're doing that. Um, tell your child um, that, you, of course, that you, that you love them profusely, but ask them, how can I show you that I support you? And it's really important you ask because a lot of times as parents, we automatically assume that we're supporting our child, but we're doing it the way we think that they should be supported, and not really how they want to be supported. So maybe they want to be supported because by you using um, their new pronouns, or maybe a different name, or maybe support to them is going to LGBTQ pride events. But maybe it's not. You know, you really need to ask that person how can I support you. Um, if if you need to say it and you're just completely blindsided in this situation, do not be uh, afraid to say, I don't want to say anything wrong. Can you give me some time to collect my thoughts? I love you, I just wasn't expecting this. And then go take a little time out because this conversation is that important that you don't want to say anything wrong. So don't be afraid that if you're just like speechless at that point, just tell them. I don't want to say anything wrong. Can you give me some time? I just it, I was not expecting this conversation to happen. I love you so much. I don't want to mess this up. Be vulnerable. Um you're going to tell your child, "I love you. Nothing has changed." And that nothing has changed part is really cool for them because nothing has changed. They are the same person that they were this morning. They absolutely are. And I have a couple other suggestions, but I'm going to stop for a moment and I'm going to lead to my moderators. What else would you guys add to this conversation in the very beginning to help parents um, say the right things and get started off on a good foot?
2: I think that we need to keep in mind that just because your child comes out doesn't mean that they know how to navigate the l g b t q plus community, so sometimes they're learning like some of the lingo that you're gonna hear like pronouns so, like people say, what do you mean pronouns you know and and what is cisgender? what is it you know so um some kids are learning just like you are, and some will be a little more advanced, but just always know that. <laughs> you know, not every LGBTQ plus person, uh, believes the same thing or agrees with the same thing. Uh, and and that's why it's always good to just ask your child and even to, um, like what you were saying, like ask them, how can I support you? Um, because maybe they'll say something like, well, I'd really like to start going to this church instead, or this place of faith because they're more accepting. And then you know and it'll make sense because like oh okay, okay, yeah of course that makes sense you know because if you don't feel safe here or maybe they might ask you to um switch them to a different school you never know i mean just don't be surprised about what they might ask and if it takes you back um just kind of pause like what christina was saying like you know think about it and And I love what you said, Cristina, too, that, you know, it's okay to say, hey, let me gather my thoughts. I think that we grow up thinking that we're supposed to show our children that we know it all, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not like that. And secondly, when you show your kids that you don't know it all, then they see you more than just mom or dad. They see you like, oh, this is just a human just like me. That's one of the things that I've done. And I'm like, hey, I don't have the answer to that right now. Let me go educate myself, and then we'll have this discussion tomorrow or maybe later. But um, yeah, just keep in mind they're not gonna know everything either. They're trying to figure it out just like you are.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with Dolly, and I, I I agree with you, Christina. It's really important that we don't we don't fake the funk. That we we keep it real with our kids. That we're transparent, and that we show them that we we too maybe we don't understand what's going on. We don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to hurt feelings. So this is no time to act like a know-it-all. This is no time to be an authority figure and say, well, you know, I read up on this and I did that. No, they they don't. That's not going to work. What you want to do is just show them, hey, I'm here with you. How can I support you? I love what Christina, uh, the, the suggestion that she made regarding meeting your kids where they are at as opposed to expecting your kids to meet you where you're at. Uh, when you become a parent many, many times for many, many folks, it is going to be a different lived experience. All right. Uh, my, myself, I'll speak for myself. I, I grew up in a very conservative traditional home. My lived experience as a heterosexual man, it, you know, that that's my lived experience and I can't, I can't even really think of, you know, trying to pretend that I understand my son's experience. So, why would I use my why would I use my experience as a basis for understanding him no i, I ask him I'm like, "Hey, what's going on this and this and that?" obviously, there's things that are transferable, you know as Dolly mentioned earlier, right doesn't matter who you're interested in, the standards are still the same we We want to make sure that our kids are loved, that they're treated well, that they are respected just like just like any any anybody else's kids right. The the one thing, you know, the only other thing that I could possibly add to the fantastic uh, tips that Christina uh, just mentioned right now was, you know, just, just making sure that your kids understand that you're willing to be educated as well, because you too are not, you, you're, you're not sure what's going on. Uh, Dolly mentioned that earlier, right, where a lot of our kids... They, they still are trying to figure out where exactly they fit in uh, my, my son for example uh, as I mentioned, he already knew he, he I already knew from an early age uh, that my son was gay uh, My son told me that he knew since he was around fourth fifth grade uh, he definitely knew by sixth grade, but during that whole time he had a girlfriend and you know during that time my my son was struggling he was getting picked on he didn't want to be gay there's so many things going on with our kids that we we really wouldn't be able to even understand sometimes and so for us to kind of make it seem like we would know i th- i think that's you know probably the the not the best move that you can make and in fact when you let them know hey i'm here with you learning as well You're basically inviting. You're basically telling them, "Hey, I want to take this journey together with you," and that's what your kids want. They want to know that you're there for them, that you're going to support them, and that you love them regardless of what they hear, you know, around the world, what's going on, what the negativity and all this other stuff. As long as you support them, uh, they'll they'll definitely appreciate that.
2: Can I add something that you brought something up, um, Rodrigo? that reminded me of something I, uh, my um, my child at first, I think she said, "Oh well, yeah, she said she was bi-, bi. And then months later, she came to me and she's like, mom, I think I'm not bi, I think I might be queer. And I was like, okay, all right. And to be honest, uh, I, I looked it up again because <laughs> I remember studying that in my master's um, program but i was like okay what's the difference between you know and then a year later she's like no i'm definitely bi and i was like all right so don't be surprised if they change it up because i've heard parents say oh look they're confused aquí está otra vez cambiando their mind you know like no don't don't do that to them because you know they're really truly trying to figure it out think of it this way you know when you're younger like i'll use myself as an example i was in love with chocolate, right? The flavor of chocolate. And I was like, I'm never gonna change it. And then I was like, wait a minute, but I like Rocky Road too. And then I, now I'm like, hell no, I'm going straight up French vanilla, that's it. And it's like, that's how it, it sounds uh, like a silly example, but sexuality is like that, right? Just like you'll only date six foot two somebody, you know, or like a, a guy with just like, uh, say like dark skin, or maybe people with blonde hair. And and that's pretty much what they're trying to figure out, like who am I, what, what you know, what is my interest in my you know, when it relates to sexuality. So be patient with them, don't judge them and tell them, hey, it's okay, because you know, you're still you. And as long as they know that they have your support and approval, they're gonna do psychologically so much better than a child who is shamed and turned away. And the proof is in the data, uh, in, the, that in the research, because data shows that kids who you know, don't have the support from families have higher risks of suicide, of um, mental health uh, challenges, and much more. So just be patient. Yes, that's absolutely
0: right. Thank you, guys. I know this was going to be a great room. And uh, I want to get into a couple things of what not to say, and then we're going to move right on to what do we do now? And by the way, I got the PDF to work. Right now, your PDF is absolutely working. So a lot of the tips that we're putting on, including the terms that we're going to talk about in just a minute, that's all going to be in that active PDF. I got it. I fixed it while Dolly was talking. Woo, woo. Um, okay. So I'm glad you guys got that uh, free resource for you. It's free, so go check it out. Um, things not to say during this first conversation as your child is coming out to you. Um, don't say that you suspected this the whole time and that you were just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, it might go well with your particular child, but there's also an opportunity that you're going to embarrass them for holding it on too long or, um, that, you know, that you didn't say anything there, they might even resent you for that. So don't mention that you suspected it. Um, along with those same lines, don't get your feelings hurt if it took them a while to come out to you because you're going to have a million freaking questions now. (laughs) And like literally a million, (laughs) ask me how I know. And, um, one of those questions might be how long have you done, known this how long have you been whatever um whatever whether it's lesbian gay bisexual trans whatever they're trying to come out to you as um it's it's their journey and it's they're going to come out when they're ready and this is not to do with you okay this is about more about their readiness so don't take it personal that they might have been holding this in for a while um, don't tell them that this is only a phase because we really need to get out of that kind of mindset. Um, it is not a phase and you need to, from this day forward, move on as though this is permanent. So, because it probably is. And that's, that's what your child is telling you. This is who they are. So don't go into the whole, uh, this isn't a phase thing. okay? Um, also, don't find blame. A lot of times, when we hear a news like this, and you're uh, feeling uh, all the feels, including scared and angry and uh, worried yourself, our natural reaction is to do two things: one, fix it, and this is something you can't fix, so we got to let that go. And we're going to talk about um, when we in the moving on process, how do we let that go? And then second. Thing that we do is blame. We look for blame. Who's to blame for this? Is it their friends? No. Okay. Is it school? No. No one is to blame. You are not to blame for this. Okay. This is. Do not try to search for blame in this scenario. It's um. It's just not. It's not healthy. Um. I also, lastly, encourage you to not laugh or brush this off as a joke your child is being extremely vulnerable to you and you need to take this conversation seriously um i'm gonna lead it over to my moderators real quickly any do nots that you that i didn't cover that you want to add on to this before we move on to what now
1: yeah no those are great those are great uh tips suggestions and uh you know when i was prepared for my son's coming out I I certainly left it to him. I certainly let him dictate the terms. I was not gonna force the issue. You you, you really don't understand how difficult these 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 situations can be for our kids. And my son, and again, I, I thought I had built the most supportive, most loving, um most acceptable acceptance. Uh, uh promoting kind of environment possible. Uh, knowing what I, I figured I already knew, and I, I never told my son, like, oh, come on, you know, you're, you know, blah, la la," Or I never said, like, come on, you know you like that guy. Or, you know, I didn't say any dumb shit like that. You know, my son was struggling with his own identity. For me to start, you know, kind of casting his identity before he even knew would have definitely been the wrong move. But more, more importantly... I, it, it was. I, it really needed to be on his terms. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that you can do for your child is really giving them the agency, the, the ability to kind of dictate and figure that out on their own. Um, too many times we start imposing our own perspectives, our own lived experience, our own values and beliefs and so forth on our kids. And what we end up doing is possibly alienating them, rejecting them even. Because now they were like, "Hey, how do I fit in? How do I fit in with my dad telling me this and that when I feel this way? How do I fit in with, with this and this and that when my mom told me this, and I, I'm not part of that vision based on what you said, she said. So definitely be careful with your words. If you don't know what to say, better not to say anything. Just just learn, you know, kind of get resources. I know that I did. Again, I was very. I would. I would say I was kind of, you know, a bit fortunate in the sense that I, I kind of knew, and so I was able to prepare. I had a, a big head start in preparing as an LGBTQI uh, parent. Uh, and and you know, and, and for me, I learned a lot. I read a lot, and I became active in those circles, and I started understanding what what it kind of took and what not to say and what to say. And even then, I still screwed up. I I still screw up. There were times when I would say something that was more based on my lived experience as opposed to sharing language that was much more inclusive. And, you know, I didn't realize I was hurting my son at that time. And so again, uh, you know, when, when you start your journey as an LBGTQI parent, uh, you, you really do have to be uh, uh, kind of careful with the words. And it's just best as Christina said, if you don't know what to say, maybe just give yourself some space and just say, Hey, I need some time. There's nothing wrong with that because I know they say that we you know, sticks and stones hurt my bones. Words don't hurt me. That is a damn lie. People know that words do hurt. It takes time to get over them. And when your kids are going through a moment like this, where they're, you know, claiming their identity, the last thing you want to do is say something that might hurt them better to be quiet than to say something, you know, silly.
2: I yeah, a, yeah a, a real another one that i've seen yeah it, it can go both ways so it's better to just try not to but um try avoiding on that first conversation saying like oh don't tell mom or i mean don't tell uh, grandma you know like or don't tell your tia or you know like because it makes them feel like they are wrong to be who they are and it might even instill fear in them and uh I know that sometimes we do, we want to do that because like in my family, uh, I have a particular sibling who I feel like would not take the news very well. So I remember when they told me, I was like, oh my gosh, my, my sibling came to mind. And I thought if this sibling finds out, oh, I can, I can just imagine what stupidities they might tell my child and hurt their feelings. So it came from a place of wanting to protect her. And I was so tempted to say something but I was like, nope, nope, can't tell her, you know, don't tell so and so because that's just going to make the situation feel so just not good. Um, and I decided, well, we'll just deal with that when that time arrives because um, they don't, that, that sibling doesn't live anywhere near us. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that one out there because I. I have seen that one a lot, actually, uh, with my kids' friends. They, they come and they tell us their stories, and they're like, yeah, my mom told me not to tell my dad. And I'm like, whoa, that's your father, you know. But it, it's it really should be up to the child to, um, to, you know, come out to the rest of the family. And I think also that we need to support them in, like, a plan. Um, the trevorproject.org is a great resource because I remember I immediately went back on there because I've been on that site for research purposes and I was like oh crap I need I need support now as a parent not just as the parenting coach that's get trying to get an education it's totally different once it's you right Um, and there there is such a thing as you know creating a strategic plan on how to come out to family members so I just wanted to share that.
0: So I'm going to go now into the what now. So before this, um, if you've just joined us, we've been talking about what to say in that first conversation when your child is coming out. And if you bedoggled that the first time around, how you can just apologize for, you know, messing things up and being vulnerable and then what to say moving forward. And so now we're getting to the what now period. All right. Your journey has begun. And yeah, this is a journey. This is a ride full of ups and downs. So buckle up, guys. (laughs) Um, Coming out is not one and done conversation. And I have to stress that coming out is a process. Every kid is going to go at their own pace and rarely do children make lots of changes all at once. So most... Uh, most children are going to gradually change things, maybe one, two, or three things at a time. So this is a process. Just because you had that one conversation, it's not over now. In fact, this is just the beginning. So I also understand that you may not be on board for all that is about to happen. Perhaps you see this as a phase because whatever your child's experiencing, maybe you think that the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, I'm going to be honest with you and suggest that I need you to take the high road. If you have these kind of feelings, um, you're going to have to put your own feelings aside for a moment and realize that what you say and how you act and what you do in the next few days and weeks and months and years that are coming up is going to affect the relationship that you have with your child moving forward. And if you, even if you feel all those things inside, if you express that those feelings, or you keep uh, moving forward with um, a mindset of this is a phase then you're going to be showing your child that you do not love them unconditionally that there are conditions around your love there's going to be a rift in the relationship that you're about to have and so if you are an impactful parent and if you really even if you feel those things but you really want to support your child you're going to kind of put your own those own thoughts to the side for a moment and really try to take the high road moving forward, so that you could be the best supportive parent that you can. And we'll talk about working on those feelings, your own feelings, in just a moment. Um, but today is about, uh, or right now is still about what are we doing now to support our child? Okay. Now I'm not saying that your needs and concerns and feelings are not important. They certainly are very important, um, and. Your, your family, um, some of the ways that you'll need to show your child support is by putting your own feelings aside. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain that and to open up yourself up to a different way of thinking and being vulnerable and just showing up for them. Um, family support, especially the support of parents can make a difference between life and death for your child. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I am not, okay? Like Dolly said, statistically LGBTQ children have a high rate of suicide and it is significantly less if they have family support, significantly less. So again, another reason to take maybe your own feelings and figure out how you could deal with those in a minute. But right now, moving forward, really focusing on how can i support my child so what can you do okay um all right what a couple of things that i'm going to suggest is first of all you need to educate yourself you need to educate yourself don't expect your child to educate you okay you need to learn about the lgbtq community so that you uh, don't start filling in the blanks with things that you've made up in your head this is really important okay um there you're gonna not fake what you don't know. Don't try to <laughs> don't try to pretend you know everything when you don't do that. Okay, you need to educate yourself first. Educate yourself about the differences between sexuality and gender. Okay, because sexuality is about having a sexual preference. Um, you also know about the difference between gender have, being um assigned a male or female at birth and even uh, romanticism. So some some LGBTQ community members um, are not sexual and only romantic. So what does it mean to be, let's say, bi-romantic? Or uh, what does that look like? So these are kind of some terminologies um, that you need to start learning. And the PDF that I have above my uh, head, it lays out the majority of the ones that I could think of that I think that you should know. And I give you terms and I give you definitions. Now, again, this is a work in progress document, and so it's not completely ready, but um, but it is there for you as a resource as of right now. So take a look at the terms. It will be very helpful for you. Ask your child what support looks like to them. Don't forget about that. So don't assume that you know. Your child's going to have a real concrete and expectation about what support looks like to them, and you can't read their mind. Okay. Um, If it's using pronouns, moving forward, really try to use the pronouns. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had a real tough time with that i'm I love uh the English language and i'm and I like writing and it was really difficult for me to use they them pronouns for things that were singular and it had nothing to do <laughs> with my child. I just literally had a mind block on they them as a singular pronoun. it just really stumbled on me, but I had to work on that okay that's my problem that's not their problem that's mine that I don't have that <laughs> that I have that dolly do you want to say something real quick
2: i do have something because you know what um i'm still struggling with that as well and one of the things that i i luckily i heard this on a podcast and they said hey when you're struggling just tell your child don't just try to pretend like um there's nothing wrong because your child might take that as you not caring about the importance of the use of the pronoun so um I just want to put that out there in case you are struggling just let your child know it's like hey i'm gonna need some more time or you might even want to ask them like hey if i missay the pronoun again can you correct me i won't be offended and that should help and I, again it's gonna take some time because yeah i mean you're programmed your whole life to you know use pronouns a certain way and then suddenly you got to get used to your child you know they're pretty much retraining you in that area and that's all
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's tough. I don't know how to explain that, but it is tough. It took me, man, at least a full year. To get to to change my bat my habits and that's that's just the reality of it. it. Took me a while and luckily I had a child that was really patient with me, um, mainly because they knew I was trying so hard. So, it's the efforts that your child is going to primarily care about. Um, take care about your comments when they start changing their looks or their friends. So be careful with that. Um, They're still being very vulnerable when they're starting to change things. So just keep that in mind. Um, Obviously, I'm going to go back to, you do need to take care of you. Uh, I know your emotions are running high, and you're likely to need a counselor or a support group right now, a space where things are safe. You can't be an impactful parent if you're stuffing all of your emotions down and you're struggling. And this is going to be really important that you do take care of yourself. Um, I don't want to go too much into how to take care of yourself other than find that uh, mental health professional or come and get support. I know I do one-on-one coaching um, for LGBTQ parents to help navigate them through this. Um, so I'm a resource. Um, I'm sure that moderators, they are too. I don't want to speak for them, but I, I, both of them are amazing coaches. I'm sure they'd be happy to speak with you also. Uh, but find those groups. I'm also going to be really transparent with you and say that support groups can sometimes be few and far between. I have done the research. They they are out there, but you got to make some effort to go and look. Um but it's that important to go find them. So please do. And most of the time if you do find a support group, it's not going to be specific to the whatever LGBTQ um community that your child is identifying with. So it's even harder for me as a trans parent. So my 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 trans son. So I have a trans son. So to find a trans support group, even more difficult. It's probably gonna be a blanketed LGBTQ, but keep looking, don't give up. I'm gonna um, stop with my last suggestion right here and then lead it over to the moderators to add more suggestions on good things to do moving forward. Um, But my last suggestion is that if you do have some homophobia or transphobia and your child has now come out to you, it's gonna be really easy to, feel like they're doing this to make your life hard, they're not, okay? This is not about you. It's also going to be, you're going to feel really angry inside. Please do not lose the relationship you have with your child. They need your support. Please go and find help for dealing with some of the feelings that you're having. So process those emotions by getting a mental health professional. Please go and do that. Um, It's it's really going to be important for you.
1: Yeah, no, I I think um, I, I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you um, My my conversation with my son, and also with his support group and his his uh, friends, and the folks that I you know meet with him. A lot of times, they will tell me, if if my if if my family would just try. And and honestly, that's that's like one of the most heartbreaking things to hear. Uh, I think I've shared here that my son does drag and his, his drag community, they see me, you know, filming, you know, I mean, I mean, you look at my profile. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty much as Mexican as you can get, you know, and I walk around with that tough look sometimes and people see me, they're like, okay, I'm not gonna mess with this dude, but there I am filming my son doing his drag totally like a green, like a, like a green thumb, just out of nowhere, and, and th- they see that. And the reason I share that is because a lot of times they just want to see folks try. Uh, my, my point for sharing this is that uh, many members of the community are very forgiving. They, they've they been through a lot of pain. They've been through a lot of uh, of, of bullying and, and shaming and so forth. That they, they, they genuinely have good hearts, you know, because they've been through stuff, so they don't want to hurt other folks and they don't want they, they empathize and they love folks that are not trying to hurt. Maybe they say something stupid, but they actually have a big heart And so when when I speak with a lot of my son's friends They always say like oh my god, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's her drag dad and oh my god Rodrigo uh, Miguel your dad because my son goes by Miguel Miguel, your dad is so cool, blah, 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 blah. And I've heard them say, like, man, I just wish my parents would try. And, and and, and like, I can't do anything about that. I, I listen to them, I'm like, damn, man, that's, that's powerful. Because they just want to hear or see that their parents are trying. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it right every time. It, and, and, in fact, it doesn't mean that you do something stupid that they're going to, like, hate you for it or whatever, you know? it just means that you're trying, you know, Hey, I'm gonna get it wrong. Sometimes I've told my son this and I, I said, I go, Hey man, I don't really get this. You know, when, when my son started wearing a breastplate for his performances, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I was like, Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Does, does my son want to be, is is he, does he identify as a woman? What was, you know, and, and my son's like, no, 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 I'm just having fun. You know, I just, I, I just like he, my son literally said that he goes just like you. I love breasts, but I love breasts because I feel like, you know, they're part of beauty or whatever. I don't sexualize them. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, but, but still it was very, you know, but my, again, my son showed a lot of grace. He thought it was funny. He didn't feel offended that I asked him. He didn't, you know, nothing like that because we've established that in relationship, but more importantly, he knows that I'm trying. And so I really, for folks that are listening to the replay, or on the podcast, or here in the room, it's really important that you try. That you are sincere in your efforts. That you are genuinely saying, "Hey, look, I- I'm doing the best that I can. I- I, you know, help me out." Because our-, our kids, they they are actually quite forgiving. They're very loving, and more than more than likely, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. There- there's just if you're really out there trying to do, you know, try to be their support system. They're gonna understand, hey my my dad's you know this heterosexual dude, he doesn't understand what I'm doing. I'm gonna cut him a break, and my son does my son does that all the time, he's very forgiving, and, and I feel a lot of members of the community are the same way as well
0: you, you know a lot of parents are also worried about their the future at right now, you know, I know that there's even some thoughts of like okay what's, what's going to happen for, for me and my, my trans son, I was terrified of like, what does that look like? Does that, um, you know, does that mean, you know, am I, you know, what, what does grandchildren look like? What are weddings in the future going to look like? Like we have this preconceived vision the minute that we find out we're pregnant of what, we think parenthood is and we have all this stuff happening in our brains that we need now to shift and sometimes it's hard to shift that thinking so you know you can still have grandchildren like all these things but my biggest i would say suggestion to you if you're worried about the future moving forward is that you work on those shifting those mindsets, shifting those worries, and talking about those worries of the future with your mental health professional or your coach. And in the moment, the day-to-day stuff, instead focus on how can I support them right now? Because it's the today that's going to be, is actually a lot more important. Let's worry about today. And once you got today solidified, then we can talk about what tomorrow might look like moderators i have said most of everything i i've had planned i wanted to make sure that there's anything that i'm missing anything else we'd like to add to the room
1: it is important that we understand the differences and how far the community has come to in regards to acceptance but how much work still needs to be done right and a lot of times we do kind of take it for granted uh, some of the um, the way things have changed now where society is much more accepting and has granted rights and has done the right thing and making sure that our kids and members of the community don't feel like outcasts, don't feel, you know, that they're, they're quote unquote, not normal or, you know, whatever dumb shit that people say all the time, we've made a lot of progress. Even then though, it's really important that we take it to perspective, what we can still do to make sure that our kids, feel safe, that they feel secure, and that they feel loved whenever they're growing up and trying to come to terms with their identity and that we do the best that we can to support them.
0: It is. you. It's absolutely important, and even for even for me, like as an impactful parent, I'm still navigating this with my child. uh things change as with Rodrigo, you know he went from a gay son who's now experiencing drag uh stuff and and you know that might evolve into something uh Dolly's uh children may also evolve. My son is um you know came from just you know starting to dress differently into taking hormones and and making those uh, more permanent changes and um you know so it's it's just a journey it's it's not something that's going to be over in a month or a year or a couple years it's it's a journey to go through with your with your family member and to have that support to go through it with them is pivotal for keeping everybody's mental health and, and relationships in good standing so i just highly suggest that everybody find Find their tribe that's going to help them um, navigate and again i'm I'm very happy to do that um, as a coach and I'm sure these people next to me are also uh willing to to talk with them talk with people in the uh, PDF you have above it's free it's free pdf inside that PDF. Uh, if you haven't downloaded it yet, I wanted you to know that there's going to be LGBT terms that you should get to know better. There's um, the suggestions for what now moving forward, uh, what not to say when you find out, what what we would like for you to say when you find out, and then even some everyday um, speech suggestions that I thought were important and I have found have been important for my own child to show support. Um, Things like saying the word gay instead of homosexual just because it's just more well received. Um, Saying speech like assigned female at birth instead of born female. It's little tiny things like this that if you can learn to just shift just a little bit, it will help in showing your support and showing that you're an ally to, to this community. And it's it's not a lot. It's kind of hard to do. I'm not going to say that it's easy because changing your speech patterns can be really difficult. Um, but at the same time, it's not a it's it's just practice. That's all it is. It's not a difficult thing as far as oh my gosh, this is so hard. But it is that it's going to take some practice. It's not something that's probably going to happen overnight. So um, you know, say things like all genders instead of both genders, uh, because there are more than two genders out there in the LGBTQ community. And when you're addressing a big crowd, if you're a public speaker, you know, instead of saying, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, you know, start changing your speech to welcome everyone, welcome folks, (laughs) you know, like, you know, whatever more inclusive vocabulary is really gonna be an awesome way of showing your support. Um, but I think that's all I have for today, you guys. I thank you so much for being in the room. Uh, final words, Rodrigo, and then I'll go to Dolly.
1: Yeah, I, I think Dolly is on a phone call, so we really do appreciate Dolly for being here with us and sharing her experience and sharing her expertise as well when it comes to uh, having, you know, your your child ca- coming out, now what, right? Understanding how to navigate that. Uh, I, I'll say this, uh, when when, when when I officially became an LGBTQI parent, it didn't change much for me. And I recognize the privilege that I have for that because I've spoken to parents where they didn't have that, that I guess that uh, assumption or that uh, knowledge beforehand. And I recognize my privilege in that sense because to me, it was very easy. I know for others, it is super hard And I just want folks to know that they're listening right now, either on the replay or down in the audience or on the podcast, that it's a journey and it doesn't matter where you are on that journey. As long as you keep moving forward, as long as you're doing things to take care of your kids, you'll be fine. One of the things that you do have to remove from yourself is the thought like, oh my God, I have a gay son now. What do I do? what would you do if your son if you just have a son just just remove the whole lgbtqi designation identifiers etc just think of it as what if my child xyz that's it there's nothing else you have to consider because at that point you're, 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 you're 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 putting conditions on your child like christina was saying earlier uh, you you don't want to do that you want to let them know that they are more than their identity that they are more than whatever quote-unquote classification or designation there is that they're your child and that you love them and that you'll support them in whatever endeavors whatever journey that they have i think that would be my message to end the day off and i really do appreciate you christina for as always leading the charge when it comes to making sure that we're better parents than our parents, are, in some cases, better parents than our abuelitas.
0: Go and be impactful parents to your LGBTQ child. Uh, you got this. We're just here to help. So thank you, everybody. Thank you everyone for being here today. Again, this is a recording that came from Clubhouse. It's a free app to download and you can join me live every week. You can follow me at the handle the at the impactful parent and check out all my free rooms that you can come and literally interact with me ask questions and become a part of the conversation but until next time you got this parents i'm just here to help thank you for listening today remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today, so go to theimpactfulparent.com. And see you next episode.